0: Are listening to The Quest for 100, a discussion on everything you never knew you wanted to know. And now your hosts, Justin and Brian. Welcome back to The Quest, The Quest for 100. Justin. Hello. How's it going? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hi, uh, it's going good. It's going good, Brian. Yeah. yeah. How, are, how are you doing?
0: I'm I'm well. Well, I would say
1: just well. Yeah, you're uh you coming over a uh, sickness. If I don't remember correctly from our last story. yeah I
0: still am still are yeah. a little bit better uh, a little bit better yeah still still struggling though. yeah this is one heck of a cold or flu or yeah. whatever I got it's, it's yeah. a doozy
1: yeah no it's I I get it I'm I'm uh as we talked about last week I was also battling but a little bit lesser than you I'm still got you know a little bit of the runny nose but i'm doing okay yeah doing okay
0: good well uh we're back another episode yeah um i i was gonna do like a a voice impersonation I, oh but but i don't think it would work
1: oh brian you gotta commit you just <laughs> no no as someone who has tried voices for like half of my intros uh and failed miserably on most of them uh i recommend it it's fun yeah it's going it's a good release yeah, um, well, maybe some uh, at some point they'll be throughout a, this they'll episode. Be good, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Pull out the Elmo voice.
0: Yeah. So we're talking to Elmo. Tickle Me Elmo, specifically. Yes. We, we've already talked a little bit about Jim Henson and, and the Muppets characters mm-hmm. and all that, that is Muppets.
1: But we're talking this week about Tickle Me Elmo. Yeah. It's um. It's perfect timing to t- actually talk about this. It's the you know we're in December right now and people are going through the craze especially parents right now they're going through uh what do i get my kid maybe they've already gotten it maybe they're still searching uh and this was something that has gone on through the history of commercialism <laughs>
0: yeah th- there's a lot of lore around the tickle me elmo doll and yeah. the craze that that was the tickle me elmo doll I don't remember anything else like it. Yeah, not that I—I I, I was not a part of that craze, nor were my parents a part of that craze. But mm-hmm. it, it was crazy. Yeah, it, the the amount of people that wanted them, and this was all pre-internet days and all that kind of stuff. So you know, it, it really is a one-of-a-kind type of. Um, I think there's a few other toys that co- caused similar crazes, but. Tickle Me Elmo was, like, above and beyond all others. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and that's where, it, like, Brian and I had a discussion last week and we were thinking about, you know, like, what is – we wanted to do a toy, and there's so many uh, crazes that happened uh, in, you know, in our lifetime but also certainly before us. Uh, you know, a couple that come to mind uh, were Cabbage Patch uh, Kids. The um, Furby was one. You know, obviously Tickle Me Elmo – we decided this one uh, really helped. It one it was one that we lived through in a way, even if we didn't necessarily get in, you know, actually purchase them or not. But but it was a, a really iconic iconic uh, item in the Christmas time, especially and and beyond. Really, yeah. So
0: what a, what have you been up to though? Before we get into
1: our topic yeah so uh i wanted to update on two things uh so the first one was actually and i haven't think i've told you this yet brian but um i am currently going through a marathon of star wars oh and i have you know i i consider myself a a quality nerd an average nerd maybe i don't know Quality quality nerd um but uh Star Wars is one of those series that I never really got into. I'd seen when I when I grew up and, and watched the um, the original three, and then I thought that I watched the um, three episodes after that, that came out in the 2000s. Um, I discovered I did not. Oh, I, really? I only saw the one, episode one, Phantom, I believe that's Phantom Menace. Phantom Menace, Menace yeah. Uh, and the two that followed, I'd seen little bits of, and yeah. maybe that was through memes or or little videos or whatever, or maybe it was on TV, but I never watched them, and so I, huh. I didn't discover that until I was rewatching them. Uh, and I've decided to I, because I saw the old ones before, I decided to watch them in chronological order, which um, you know is is really one, two, three, four, five, six instead yeah. of three. Instead of four, five, six, and then one, two, three. Um, and I've watched. Instead of release date order, yeah, instead it of release. So chronological. So by that, I've, I've, I've had fun kind of following along the path. I'm currently, because I'm doing the entire thing, uh, I've currently reached The Mandalorian. Okay. Uh, which takes place right after episode six, uh, or presumably right after episode six. Um, and I um, four episodes in on that. Once I get done that, I'm going to watch for the first time episode seven and for the first time episode eight. Huh. And then go to the theaters and watch episode nine. I've been holding off, weirdly enough, for the last couple of years. I I've, I've had this mission to rewatch all the stores so that I could watch episode seven and eight. Um, and now nine's coming out. Uh, I also to throw that in there. I, I did watch Solo and and um and rebel one, uh, which were also great movies. So I'm like really immersed in the star world, star Wars world, uh, right now. I don't know how much you've seen Brian, but I, mean, I I've seen them all. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm in, just not the Mandalorian. I okay.
0: I'm not up to date on that.
1: Uh, so I, I'm making a formal recommendation that at some point we do a star Wars episode and it might be one where we bring an expert on. We'll have to find somebody that's, super passionate about it but but i think that there's so much depth to that topic and it's, it has a lot of lore anyway that's my one thing i've been i've been watching a lot of movies recently cool uh and then the last thing was that uh we uh Alyssa and listen i my wife uh went to uh enchant last night okay uh we had our it was their dog i don't know what they call it doggy day or whatever so we, oh boy we brought uh, our dog doc who is often heard in the background of some of the recordings pitter pattering um but we brought him and he is as you know is scared of everything and everyone so uh, it was mixed results
0: yeah i was gonna say that doesn't seem to mix well like not just doc but like dogs and that environment
1: It worked. I mean, most of the dogs I felt like were loving life. It was like a dog park. You're just walking around. um, Yeah, but, uh, I mean, how many people stepped in poop? I didn't see it anywhere. Really? I I mean, they had, like, pee pads and all that where I think people were pretty considerate. And if something were to happen, you'd clean it up right away. Yeah. But no accidents that I saw in the couple hours Hmm. we were there. For those those who aren't – I guess I should clarify. For those who aren't uh, local to the area – the local baseball stadium t-mobile park formerly known safeway or safe co where the mariners play they totally redo the area for what a month maybe two yeah. uh, month. and just it's as the title implies they make it enchanted they you know light it up and do a bunch of light displays on the field it's really cool experience so we brought um uh, we brought Doc to that and and kind of walked around and took a lot of videos of him um, and uh, in hopes of, of uh, I actually made my first TikTok post. Oh boy! Yeah, wow. but uh, it got it got rejected because of copyright laws. <laughs> 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 yeah, so I got to look into that. But when when it huh. goes live, I'm going to share it with everyone. It's going to happen in the next couple of days. I'm going to figure out the copyright stuff. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. TikToker. Uh, well, Doc is I'm. It's his. Oh, account. it's it's yeah. Doc's account. Uh, there's no people in the in in the uh, video oh well at least not intentionally okay so okay well what are you brian what have you been up to i again i'm getting over this sickness
0: and so i am sleeping so much <laughs> it's unbelievable <laughs> like sometimes 12 hours a day wow which is what an, a life that is yeah i have not gotten much done so i am way behind on my my christmas shopping oh yeah yeah so this last week is going to be a little interesting. Crunch time. Yeah. I feel
1: like I I would venture to say that this time of year, especially what are we closing in on a week out? Is it? Yep. Yeah. So next week. Yeah, a week and next, next less than a week from the yep. posting others recording. Um. Yeah. So this. Uh. I I would venture to say that. Uh. The. Uh. Men typically tend to wait later. So if you're out shopping. I have noticed, and I'm one of them at times, that uh, it's much more male dominated than, yeah. than females. Whereas yes. it's much more balanced before that, uh, which is obviously a little funny. I had
0: some friends uh, who are women who got their Christmas shopping done before Thanksgiving, which is like unbelievable to me.
1: It, it's I'm flabbergasted. But my my mom's done that before too, and yeah. she. I've I've had actually had her. You know, and this was in a transition time when I was, like, not in her household anymore. And she mentioned, um, like, we just moved out. And she's like, oh, well, I'm, I'm done shopping for you. And it was, like, early November. And I'm like, I haven't even given you my list yet. How yeah. do you know what I want? Yeah. I'm like, well, I guess I'm not going to get anything I want. <laughs> yeah. But, Pot, but I mean. Pots and pans. Yeah. And socks. And stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, I have noticed, though, that I've, uh, not that I've evolved. Uh, I certainly have not. But uh, the things I was asking for on my Christmas list are very boring adult Yeah, things. So oh, I yeah. need, like,
0: gloves and yeah. socks. And very the, practical. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Not not a Tickle Me Elmo doll Not anymore. a Tickle Me Elmo anymore. All right. Well, let's uh, jump into the news. You're a newsman, and I ever tell you otherwise. Punch me be
1: in the face.
0: Well, Justin, you know, we we kind of didn't quite bury the lead. <laughs> No, we didn't. Our, we we talked briefly on a little bit on on where we stand on the tickle me Elmo. before yeah. we get into the news. I feel like we should should uh, kind of get into where we stand on tickle me Elmo. Mm-hmm. So I I said that I did not have one. I never was. So I would have been uh, ten years old yeah. when this craze hit, mm-hmm. and it definitely was out of my age range. Yeah. Um. So you know I I remember it. And remember people wanting them yes. and how crazy it was, but I do not remember, or, or I did not have one or yes. get one.
1: Yeah, um, I uh, similar boat. I was uh, a little bit younger though that Barney age gap, so it's six. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Barney age gap. So I was six years old when it came out, which would have been right on, right on the cusp. Yeah. Uh, I but but really it was my first year of kindergarten where uh, this was more for you know, preschool and younger. Um, and so you we weren't
0: it, quite the Elmo age. Gap. Yes. We were, we we're just right at the Barney yes, age the, gap. The
1: Barney age gap. Um, but, uh, but I say similar scenario. Um, I was very familiar with it. My mom, uh, as I mentioned, I believe in other um, scenarios, she was an entrepreneur. So she was pretty up on a lot of the trends. Um, I don't believe that she ever sold them i think at that time she was in the book business but mm. those are the types of things though that you know spark you know maybe elma books were sold more and so she was usually up and I, so i remember very vividly even though i was the youngest of my family and which and i was too old for it so um i would say you know a couple years those that were a couple years uh younger than us would probably have very vivid memories of it. Um, though I'm, I'm actually kind of curious what if they really liked it or not. <laughs> I yeah. mean, it was all a craze, but, right? Right. You know.
0: Yeah. Well, so jumping into the news, uh, it was really hard to find any news that actually pertained to Tickle Me Elmo, <laughs> sure. uh, considering
1: it hasn't been out for twenty yeah, seven years.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But there was a lot of references to this craze and a lot of stories that referenced the yeah uh, Me Elmo. And the one that I found uh, actually talks about uh, free shipping and is it sustainable for retailers. Okay. The National Retail Federation uh, reported that uh, 190 million customers made purchases between Thanksgiving and Cyber Monday. And this was an increase of 14% over last year. But more of them are abandoning the physical stores for the ease and limitless choices that is online shopping. And one of the biggest draws is free shipping. And, you know, the story kind of gets into the fact that, you know, this is a major business and Amazon, uh, their global shipping costs uh, for the company's third quarter in 2019 was $9.6 billion dollars. And... This year's total is expected to surpass the 2018 total, which was $27.7 billion.
1: That's a lot of Bs. Yeah.
0: The overall U.S. firm spent a record $1.5 trillion on shipping and warehousing logistics in, in 2017. So we are talking about a big, big business. Right. Um, and a lot of it is for free. Now, obviously, you have things like Amazon and Amazon, Um, and Amazon prime who charge a, you know, month or a a yearly subscription to kind of supplement some of those costs and hopefully get, get at least some people not spending their full amount of, you know, 120 bucks or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. but that's free is free. Right. And you know, that costs a lot of money. You no, know, nothing is truly free in this world. So it's yeah. costing uh, a pretty big business a lot so, and lots of money to ship you your Amazon Prime. Probably how I'm going to do a lot of my shopping since yeah. I've been under the weather, and and it's just a big business now, which kind of gets into the the thought that you know really these physical stores and and the idea of a Tickle Me Elmo craze almost won't happen anymore yeah. it may ha- happen on the online mm-hmm. world but yeah. in terms of like the craze and the injuries and some of the things that we'll talk about later just won't be able to happen anymore because of online shopping
1: yeah and i would venture to say if it does happen it's intentional um you know why if i remember back to last last year maybe two years two ago, years ago uh the hatchimals were super crazy the nes classic was super yeah, crazy and classic, they yeah. they specifically held them back and you could only buy them i mean i actually i don't think you could buy them online i think you could only buy them in nes store. classics the nes classic yep. yeah so things like that where they certainly could sell them online and they probably well i don't i, I wouldn't say they would sell more that way uh but the it's creating buzz. That's really yep. all it is. And the scarcity creates the buzz. Correct. Um, so if it does happen again, it's very intentional. Whereas if I feel like, you know, it, it probably was intentional to a degree with some of the other ones, but I would venture to say, tickle me out. they didn't say, well, this is going to be so crazy. Yeah. good, And yeah. we need to hold them back so that people go, you know, insane over them. Um, almost, you know, I, I guess in some cases, when we talked about the beanie babies back, you know, Way back when, in our episodes, they uh, they controlled the market, right? Like they would choose when to go release something and and create demand for it, which was just kind of I don't know if it was revolutionary at the time, but they created buzz for things that didn't warrant buzz. Yeah, uh, which is pretty cool. Yeah,
0: there's a very similar, I guess, not necessarily timeline, but it's th- there's very uh, close similarities to Beanie Babies and. The tickle me Elmo, like sure. in terms of, of you know the the craze that was created around it, and then all of a sudden it's like,
1: gone. yeah, yeah. We talk about you know we've we I don't even know what category we we put this under, um, but we typically talk about different things. But this this kind of falls into that fad category where uh, really it's just a craze that took over, and similar similarly, Beemies had a little bit long, more longer life span, but still very very fast start and a very abrupt end. Uh and this one was even quicker. Did that was that all you had on yours? Yep. Um so yeah, so for me, mine kind of you know similar, you know there's not a ton of of current news on on things, but everybody right now um every year, honestly, but not just right now, but every year everybody's wondering what the next Tickle Me Amo is going to be. Yeah. And so there's a lot of, you know, it may not be to that level. And, and to your point, a lot of it might be on online. There's not a ton. I, I've read a couple articles on this, and there wasn't a ton on, you know, there's a couple toys here or there. But there is one that is coming up um, that is very popular right now. So f- Hashbro hash um, finally revealed its line of the child Figurine. So, The Child is also known as Baby Yoda. Oh. So, uh, and they did this on Thursday, and it's now available for pre-order on retail sites such as Hashbro, Pulse, Target, um, Amazon, Best Buy, and GameStop. So, a little bit more into this. So, this is a quote. So, we've been so enormously – so enamored with the conversation and fan reactions surrounding The Mandalorian – the child we know Star Wars fans around the world will be thrilled to see this beloved character incorporated into the hashbro Star Wars collection and products uh, this was Samantha uh, Lornow uh, president of hashbro uh, so baby Yoda toys as as they're oft also considered uh, weren't included in the early marketing and merchandise launch of the series and I thought this was interesting it makes sense when you think about it but and uh, you know I guess this is I don't even think this is spoiler anymore, but uh, because of how popular Baby Yoda is in, you know, pop culture right now. Yeah. Uh, But they did it to avoid spoilers. So they they specifically did not do any merchandise, like, work with any companies, didn't even throw the idea out there, just so when someone turns on The Mandalorian and they see Baby Yoda, it, like, it blows up from that. Oh, interesting. So it was interesting because when you look at i mean disney looks at this and says oh yeah we're gonna, this is a gold mine we can definitely do yeah. that but instead they decided to punt the buzz to the actual show which then which you know they could have released it then but there's always going to be you know somebody at Hashbro bro that is like oh i got this intel on this is yeah. going to be this yeah. and then it you know yeah. so it actually was you know hyped up in that way which is pretty cool um so uh, director Jon Favreau told Entertainment Tonight that he wanted to thank Disney and Lucasfilms because uh, that way the cat usually gets out of the bag with stuff is, in, is by merchandising and toy catalogs and things like that. So they really backed him up. Uh, so that was really Jon Favreau that was pushing for that. Uh, the toys are expected to arrive uh, and this is this is the kicker here. It's just, toys are expected to arrive in spring, twenty twenty. Oh, wow. so missed this the is boat. Where, yeah, so this missed is where it's tough. You know, we I I compliment and pat them on the back for being strategic in this way. But if only there was some way to ex 'cause because it just launched, I think, in November, the Mandalorian. And so, if there was some way to just expedite it to get because yeah. whenever you have toys, you're gonna. You have to go through the proper um, legalities and child restrictions and all that other stuff, and if there's some way to get it hmm. expedited, it would have been huge. So I don't necessarily think that this is going to be. The, it's certainly not going to be the next Tickle Me Ammo. but but if the trend will be that you can pre-order them right now, and so people are going on. A lot of them are even saying like sold out. Yeah. Uh, already. Um, and then just to kind of, you know, the last little bit, so Marissa D. Bartolo, uh, which is the editor-in-chief of the Toy Insider uh, and Pop Insider, told MarkerWatch, which is where this article is from, that holding back Baby Yoda toys initially uh, will work in Disney's favor as long as a merch hits before the holidays, which it in essence has through um, pre-sales essentially – uh, it's going to be a huge success. If it drops before Black Friday, which it did, uh, Which she guarantees it will be an instant uh, success. And she said Baby Yoda will be the Tickle Me Emma of 2019, yeah. which I I think is not going to be the case, no. uh, as I said. Uh, but it's going to be incredibly popular. As soon as people start putting that little Baby Yoda on their desks and stuff, it's going to, again, be a huge buzz moment. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so that was that was it. Uh, from just an article from Marker Watch. All
0: right. Well, let's uh, drop some knowledge. As we normally do, I am the history guy and Justin is the stats guy. What? We're going to start <laughs> with some history. So, in 1992, Greg Hyman and Doran Dubrin, th- they made a toy called Tickles the Chimp, which was the precursor to Tickle Me Elmo.
1: Tickles the chimp.
0: Yeah. Okay. I'm looking <laughs> him up. <laughs> In uh, 1995, they presented Tyco Preschool uh, with Tickles the Chimp, and I'm getting a lot of real chimps. Yeah, I I'm gonna go out on a limb and say you're not gonna find Tickles the Chimp. <laughs> okay. But the uh, the toy monkey had a computer chip inside of it and laughed whenever it was tickled, or touched. Uh, Taiko wasn't sold on the uh, chimp idea. And they actually didn't have, uh, at the time, they didn't have the rights to Sesame uh, Street plushes. But they did have the the rights to Looney Tunes plush animals. Oh. Yeah. So they actually started to make a different Tickle Me blank. Can you guess what uh, the Looney Tunes version would have been?
1: Um, Porky Pig.
0: Nope.
1: Oh, he's got a good laugh. Um,
0: I don't think you're gonna get this.
1: Uh, Foghorn Leghorn. No. Uh, I was just doing a hail mary thing there.
0: <laughs> Tickle Me Tasmanian Devil. Oh, you know,
1: I was going to say <laughs> Tickle Me Taz. I'm like, I can't even think of. I think he has got like a deep deep voice or deep laugh Yeah, kind of. Yeah.
0: And it's I don't yeah. know if it's even a laugh, but it's um So so they they made some Tickle Me Tasmanian Devils. Um they also made a version uh, uh that was Baby Bugs Bunny and Tweety. <laughs> <laughs> so, like I think the right, age right, demographic
1: I'm going to play this again cuz Brian and I just laughed at it. <laughs> So that that is a Tasmanian devil laugh, if you could hear that. Yeah. But, uh, okay, interesting that that they went with that one. Yeah.
0: So they also went with uh, Baby Bugs Bunny and Tweety. Uh, But they actually soon lost the rights to the Looney Tunes and gained the rights to
1: Sesame Street. Oh, wow. Yeah. I would say, well, I'd be curious. Looney Tunes is an interesting one, too. Looney Tunes were... Huge at in the mid '90s. It's a different demographic for sure. Yeah,
0: and if you're going tickle me Tasmanian devil, I I would say it It doesn't make sense. Well, it makes sense for a different demographic, right? If you're going for the the, I feel like when I was a kid in you know ten years old, I think you would have hit more of my generation because. Tasmanian Devil was kind of this like crazy little oh, like so
1: so here's what I, I I don't disagree with you that it fits the demo. What doesn't fit is the tickling part. Like you as a ten year old don't want to tickle anything. Yeah. True. Um even if you're a fan of of um the you know, Looney tunes and whatnot. Yeah. So
0: so it in uh July of nineteen ninety six, the Tickle Me Elmo was released. They initially made 400,000 units for their initial supply mm-hmm. um, and then made another uh, 600,000 after Thanksgiving, so a total of a million. Mm-hmm. And what really propelled the uh, the promotion of this was it uh, being featured on the Rosie O'Donnell show. Yeah. And it appeared on the show in October. And from one of the reports that I read every time something happened on the show somebody said a specific word she ha- you know she gave out a tickle me elmo to the crowd it, it was also featured on the Today show uh, mm. shortly thereafter and you know th- those two appearances on on shows were the exact demographic that they were trying to to reach with this toy um, you know you you had your mothers who were watching it TV at home yeah. and had maybe little ones and so that that's really what started this this craze and it was kind of this unexpected demand uh, and so stores were starting to sell out and this we talked about this earlier, scarcity the scarcity really started to cause this shopping frenzy so yeah. you know I, I read many reports of arrests, fights, injuries all for people trying to get these the last Elmo doll tickle me elmo dolls that yeah. stores were selling uh, early in 1997 Tycho released a new tickle me uh, toys based on Sesame Street and you know the other characters those never reached this the, as much craze as they right. did during the 1996 you know um, Thanksgiving to Christmas time yeah in 2001 they released a surprise edition of tickle me elmo which is I had not heard about it, but it kind of fascinates me that they did this. It's kind of like um, Willy Wonka and the uh, Golden Ticket. Okay. So they had this elaborate contest where five special toys would stop laughing on January 9th, 2002 and instead announce to the people that were squeezing them that they had won a prize.
1: Okay. This is interesting to me. I love the promotion of it. I'm curious why they did it in this way. Like what happened what happens if it just dies anyway?
0: Well, it wouldn't it wouldn't announce to
1: you. Oh, it announces oh. It announces I didn't know that. Yeah, so it it, okay.
0: it instead it would announce to the people that were squeezing them that they had won the prize. And so the grand prize was actually uh $200,000 and I couldn't find if that $200,000 went to one person, one sure. of those five, or, or that was yeah, that was split among those five. That's cool. Yeah,
1: I would have maybe bought one for that.
0: Yeah, and and I'm I you know I remember the '96 promotion and and yeah. you know the craze behind it, but uh, I, I definitely do not remember 2001. Yeah,
1: no, I don't either. I would have been 11 at that time, probably not caring about that type of thing at the time, but. As a marketer and someone that's kind of interested in things like this, I, I think it's cool that they did that. Again, I, you know, if that happened today, I might go out and buy a tickle me Emma just <laughs> yeah. for anyone like in my family, and then say, "Hey, we got it's a lottery ticket." Yeah,
0: yeah. And part of the the whole timeline here is you know you think about the evolution of the internet coming about right at this similar timeline. And so that's really what caused this first influx in 96 is there really was no internet. Right. And so people saw it on TV and instantly there's demand and they didn't know where else they could get them. Yeah. So, you know, when stores ran out, the, people thought it was the end of the world. And, um, you know, you, you like, is it Jingle All the Way? Jingle
1: All the Way. Perfect I, example. It,
0: yeah. I think that was the, that movie is exactly the. You know depiction of what oh. happens with the tickle me what,
1: what was the toy in that? Oh
0: it was the um, rocket man or something like that. It was oh. some like uh, um, Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Not a not a good quality movie. Simbad was in it, I believe. Oh yeah, as well. he was in
1: it. I I think it's one of the more underrated Christmas movies. I, I, I wouldn't put it up at the top but I think it's one of the more underrated ones. I enjoy ones. it for sure. I uh I need to find what what this the toys? toy is called. There's so many people that are like how could you forget it, it that are listening to this. Sorry. Um well, you can keep looking at it. Are you is that the end of yours or do you have some more?
0: Um well and then the last thing that I have uh is just that uh in 2006 they uh came out with the TMX or the Tickle Me Elmo 10 yep. to celebrate the 10th anniversary of this original craze.
1: Turbo Man.
0: Oh, right. Yeah.
1: Turbo Man. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's exactly... It's the same thing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. What, what year did that movie come out? Uh, ooh, another good question. It had to be uh, like the late 90s, right? 1996. The no same way. year. No way. <laughs> yes. I mean... Tickle Me Elma wasn't a new concept of craze, but it is funny that it came out at the same time. I wonder... Oh, that movie came out in 96. I I wonder if there's something in there that made it somewhat appealing to also like add to any other craze that year. Like, Do you think, weirdly enough, conspiracy theory, theory here, the jingle all the way helped spark. Yes. I do. Yes. I do. Well, breaking news people, we're both all in on the jingle all the way conspiracy. I with thought Tickle I Me thought Elmo. for
0: sure that was going to be a year or two after the Tickle Me Elmo.
1: No? It was the same year. Um, uh, yeah,
0: 1996.
1: Be- because I'm I mean, trying to find uh, Now it well, no, cuz it would have been filmed it would have been filmed before.
0: Yeah, the craze then. happened. Yeah, like um, it release, literally rele- was yeah, released release, in November.
1: Yeah, November sixteenth. Interesting.
0: Like it spurned the tickle me Elmo craze.
1: Yeah, I think it did. I I'm I'm on board, Brian. We're gonna agree on one thing wow. today. Wow. The jingle all the way. Wh- this is wow. Well, breaking. news. This is breaking news. <laughs> so we think. Yeah. But I, I could have sworn it logically I, makes sense. I could have right? sworn it
0: was it had come out after, and it was like a a kind of answer to. I
1: want, yeah. I don't know. I wonder if it, that yeah. I want, or I wonder if Tickle Me Elmo also helped the movie sales
0: potentially. Yeah, it was it was real life. It was real life. Yeah. Wow.
1: They did well I, in the box. Are decent in the box office? Huh. So interesting. Well, uh, I will get into my very short list of stats because you you stole a couple from me, Brian, but that's okay. But um, so uh, I was looking up. I only, I only read off two. Yeah, and they were on my list because <laughs> there's not that many stats on this very specific item of toy. But uh, so Tyco, um, who you know was the first with this with this toy saw, you know, they had the million that sold out in that first year. Uh, they saw their sales soar from $70 million to a ridiculous $350 million, um, all thanks to Tickle Me Elmo. So, you know, that's, you can attribute now, people are buying more than just the Tickle Me Elmo and because they go there for that, they might buy other things, but you can attribute an added what, $280 million, uh thanks to Tickle me Elmo. Um, so you mentioned that they sold that one million in uh, just about six months. Uh, the original price for it was twenty eight ninety nine. Um, actually, I'm gonna, or maybe while I read this, can you look up what inflation, how that converts? Okay, uh, I'm curious. But uh, but scalpers were selling them as much as fifteen hundred dollars at the time. This was, you know, I say that as in this is not an uncommon thing. Uh, you see this with any toy for scalpers to kind of jump in and just go through the roof. Uh, case and well, maybe not case in point, but jingle all the way. I'm pretty sure that they they did the same thing there. Uh, there was an episode of The Office that uh, had a similar scenario <laughs> where Dwight was the scalper and he just buys up all of the um, the crazy stuff and then um, that everybody's going to be uh, excited for and then s- sells them for premium. Um, but yeah, so that's what it was forty seven fifty two okay, so that's almost like spending fifty bucks on a toy for your kid. That seems like a lot to me um but I don't have kids, so I can't speak to that, but it does seem very expensive uh right now, they are valued at uh twenty to fifty dollars for an original one in its box, uh which is kind of depressing uh at least. At least with some of these other toys, I do feel like there's you know value afterwards uh even even beanie babies who've lost so much value, they at least have some beanie babies that still sell for a little bit more uh not the case with tickle Me Elmo. uh we We mentioned this um a little bit, so tickle Me Elmo's target demographic was uh, those between the ages of 18 months and 4 years, so obviously missed our mark, mine by about 2 years, yours by about 6 years and uh, this was interesting that I was reading an article about this in particular and they said that the marketing that they did for this was actually not targeted to the kids yep. um, though there was a little bit there uh, and and so usually, when you're marketing to kids, it's actually not that uncommon to market to kids. To just you know look at any cereal brand and see you know how they market. They're specifically trying to get kids to do it. Um, but what they did, and because the kids will then say, "I want this," "I want this," but they actually did it to the parents specifically, um, and and spent almost all of their marketing on that in particular because they wanted the appeal. You know, Sesame Street had already had a household name. It was, um, you know, that learning people like parents didn't mind getting something related to Sesame Street because of the positive things tied to the programming. So to then, you know, market to them and say, hey, you know what, this is the best gift of the of the year. Uh, And then just the craze kind of helped it sell itself. But um, I thought that was pretty interesting uh, and kind of counter what a lot of other marketing places would have done at the time. And then uh, a couple fun fun stats. So, uh, well, this isn't so much fun, but he—I I didn't realize this—he's 16 inches tall, which, for some reason, that feels pretty big to me. I mean, I, mm. it's like I'm going to pull my foot up here. That's 12 inches, and he's got another. Like, I feel like that's a pretty big toy. I don't know, but he's 16 inches. You you mentioned Rosie O'Donnell's. Um, show where this kind of broke out in a lot of ways uh outfitted them with 200 of the dolls to use in promotions so that's why she was able to give a bunch of them away and then some some interesting uh one-off um purchases i guess i would say uh so someone allegedly purchased a tickle me elmo for 7100 wow in denver uh i would hate to be that person though you're in history books and uh KBIG in Los Angeles had a radio auction for charity in December 20th 1996 I again I believe this happened in Jingle All the Way I I, I think maybe I'm now I'm I'm connecting all of these things too but I'm pretty sure that in Jingle All the Way they had a radio contest oh, for Oh yeah they yeah. did. Yeah. so way too similar but Bob's Pharmacy won and purchased a Tickle Me Ammo for eighteen thousand five hundred. Wow! Yeah. Now Bob's Pharmacy got some good publicity by buying that. Uh, I'm sure, but I doubt it was worth eighteen thousand five hundred dollars at the time. Um, it seems a little heavy, but yeah. man, if you just want that last gift uh, and you, you you just missed out on it, maybe it's worth that much
0: you so the uh in just doing some light reading on the uh, jingle all the way so jingle all the way was playing off of the cabbage patch dolls that apparently okay. was a craze in in the oh, 80s yeah.
1: yeah i think it was 84 or something yeah
0: but i mean again to to go back to the fact that the same year oh
1: it's it's it, you could argue it's coincidental but there have been there have been many crazes during the years. And I would venture to say that there have been two that are insane, um, and and probably Tickle Me Emo and probably the Cabbage Patch Kids. And so, for this to happen randomly, I yeah. guess the same year same that year. I, you know, I they fed off of each other. I have sure. to think that. Yeah, uh,
0: I think I would think so. Yeah, especially it's a pre-internet days, so. You know the the appearance on the Today Show and the Rosie O'Donnell show had such big impacts that I can only imagine that seeing a movie in theaters yeah. that almost is depicting what is kind of playing out, right. you know, in real life yeah. is helping perpetuate the the oh, circumstances yeah. and the the kind of psyche of the American people.
1: Yeah. No, I I agree. Um, yeah, so uh, that was that was it for my stats. All right. short and sweet. All right. Well, uh, let's get into some friendship test. Can we just become best friends. Yep. All right, Brian. Uh, we we talked we talked about the you not having a uh, neither of us, I guess, had to tickle me, Elmo. But um, when you look at just where he comes from, uh, we touched a little bit on this maybe in the. Um, in the uh what is that Mr. Rogers episode a couple of, uh, episodes ago but were you more of a Sesame Street guy or Looney Tunes kid
0: so as well? i was a i was a
1: looney tunes kid okay now were you looney tunes like through and through like when you were younger too do you remember um
0: i don't think it was like through and
1: through when i was
0: younger but uh, i definitely remember uh bugs bunny and and that whole gang yeah Probably more than I I even think the Sesame Street side of things. Yeah. Um. I don't know why, but I, I think the animated part of it kind of drew me to them. Yeah. Um. Well, and then you know you you think about like an iconic movie in my life is Space Jam. Sure. Yeah. And and so you know the Looney Tunes really can kind of transcend. Um. You know even your I guess adolescence or young younger childhood and continue on well into,
1: you know, um teenage years. Yeah. Um interesting enough, uh nineteen ninety six, uh the same week Jingle All Away was released, Space Jam was. Oh really? Yeah. Big huh. big year for movies, at least on this episode of the podcast. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, 1996, November 15th. Did a little bit better in the yeah, box office. I would think so. Almost twice as, as good as as Jingle the Way. But that would have been a fun time. Those are good movies to think about. But uh, yeah, I I feel like I was pretty similar to you. I, But I do think that there was a phase. I think I started with Sesame Street and then at some point, evolved out of it and went and became a fan of Looney Tunes, and Looney Tunes kind of stuck with you. They were definitely a much more mature audience that are, I'd say, much more. But I think a kid and an a, a <coughs> you could find them both watching um, watching Looney Tunes, whereas it wasn't as much for Sesame Street. You know, because it wasn't really for adults. I
0: think also the barrier for entry to Sesame Street was so low in terms of, you know, it was on PBS, and yeah, so literally you just needed TV with any type of, you know, broadcasting, yeah, uh, ability. And since I lived in the country, you know, we didn't have cable, yeah, um, and especially when I was growing up, you know, we didn't have satellite TV either, Mm -hmm. so a lot of the times it was your local stations and PBS. Yeah. And so the watching Sesame Street and reading rainbow and, and those types of things that we've talked about earlier, you know, was kind of that low barrier for entry. Whereas Looney Tunes was, you know, Saturday cartoons and, and, you know, it wasn't a, mo- a very regular thing. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, we're talking about Tickle Me Elmo and you know, it, it's one of those toys that is kind of the generational toy and, and everybody knows about the Tickle Me Elmo because of of that 1996 year. Does it belong in the Toy Hall
1: of Fame? Yeah, I, I wanted to discuss this question because in 2018, I don't know if you've read this or saw this, the Toy Hall of Fame Actually, had the, they? I think every year they have, I think twenty nominees. Okay. And in 2018, Tickle Me Yama was up for oh, nomination. Oh. Okay. Uh, it went up against uh, a number of other toys. So uh, is it one toy per year? Uh, three toys. Okay. Per year. Okay. And it. Well, actually, I wanted to pull up which specific ones, but. It did not make it in in two thousand and eighteen, wow, uh, it lost to the magic eight ball, okay, the pinball, the uno, pin, the pinball, yeah, like but, a pinball machine, uh yeah, like a pinball machine, yeah, not like just the ball, like just pinball as a a toy and and yeah, it's a toy, uh, and uno, the game made it in, okay this past year which I would have thought that you know similar to baseball yeah. where yeah, you don't, don't quite don't make quite it quite in it but in. Yeah. Uh, they uh, he he didn't ma- he wasn't a part of the induction in inducted or nominated the group he wasn't a finalist in 2019 and I'm curious if he you know maybe he'll come back and revisit at, at a later point but did they already have it they the- did it happens in September uh, this year uh, the three ones and it kind of Maybe two of them are good, but Coloring Book made it in, oh, that which is kind of lame, but it's like, all right, I get it. Like, they're pretty popular uh, over time. Matchbox Cars, which okay. that I'm, I'm okay with. Okay. Uh, and Magic the Gathering made it in. Wow.
0: Which that's w- pretty- w- That's that's going to be a topic here yeah, coming we're up. we're going
1: to have a topic on this. We have a, a friend of ours that uh, is a um, aficionado, as they say. That's- I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, that it's in and and that so when did they start doing this? Sorry, I mean like uh, nineteen ninety eight is when they started, and they had a pretty heavy um, nineteen ninety eight. And it's Tickle Me Elmo is still not in the Hall of Fame. I guess not. You know, uh, one that I did see. Oh, when was it? When did it make it in? Oh, in two thousand and eight, the mm-hmm. stick. <laughs> 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 Uh. I I had to laugh when I saw that. I and there's literally you go I went to the page and it was inducted in two thousand eight and there's a picture of a stick. <laughs> and it's like the stick may be the world's oldest toy. Animals play with sticks. It's like, Oh my gosh. I mean, I get it, right? Like, sure. It can be a sword, it can be whatever. Um, you gotta it's the history, right? So you gotta think about those things. But um, but I was I was shocked to find I, I was shocked to find that it didn't make it in, and I think they do prioritize uh, toys that weren't necessarily fads, yeah. uh, toys and things. So yeah. you know I I'm gonna even pull up uh, yeah Beanie Babies didn't make it in like they that even though they were hugely popular for a number of years.
0: Yeah, I think the longevity uh, yeah. has to
1: be calculated in here. Um, oh, Blanket made it in. Good for Blanket. <laughs> what? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Children have been playing with ban- blankets ever since ancient agrarians, uh, <laughs> according to this. Yeah. Okay. I'm, but there's there's some, like, legitimate there's ones. There's some legit yeah. ones in here. and
0: But it's, it's hard because it's, like, it's not the it's bicycle. Not like, the bicycle, yes. Okay. Like, a- as a concept, the bicycle is a toy. But, like, yeah. But when you're when you're also then putting that in with something that's you know Mr. Mr. Potato Head something very specific that like I I feel like they're
1: you know uh, oh well here here you go so I just found this um, so they have they have a, have a kite you can nominate a toy. To be inducted into it. The ball. Are
0: you kidding <laughs> me? The ball. Well,
1: this is a history of toys, Brian. So you can and nominate these things um, through Uh They have a museum as well. Um, but uh, the selection criteria is icon status. The toy is widely recognized, respected, and remembered. Longevity, which this is yeah. where it loses. Yeah, it. It's that's probably where it loses. given oh, yeah. an answer here. Yeah. Uh, the toy is more than – More than a passing fad and enjoyed popular popularity over multiple generations. That's, you know, a good indicator there. Uh, Discovery, the toy fosters learning, creativity, or discovery through play. And innovation, the toy profoundly changes play uh, or toy design. A toy may be inducted on the basis of its criteria without necessarily having met all the first three. So you can, you know, it can be an innovator. And, and not be uh, one of those other ones like longevity. But so I guess we've probably just answered this question for e- or each other. I probably, according to the Toy Hall of Fame, it probably doesn't belong. But I think there should be a special place in the Toy Hall of Fame yeah. where I mean, it obviously, was nominated, right? Like people thought of it as you know, this is worth being in there. Yeah. Uh, I I just it should have a special area under you know the toy hall of fame fads or something that you know it would be one of the top couple i
0: mean yeah i think i think they do need a a secondary hall of fame because you can't you can't put like a puppet puppet is in there in in 2015 And, and so then to like no other puppets for the rest of time but
1: it's interesting that you know the puppet made it in but then star wars action figures made it in so like a very specific like not just action figures but just star wars action figures um you know and you have your cla- the atari made it in you had um what else was there uh, barbie made it in legos made it in like so, Ann. yeah like candy. it's interesting there is candy kind of a balance land. of things the that cardboard box <laughs> Are you kidding me? I mean, what's worse, the stick or cardboard box? I think it's the <laughs> stick. But hey, I remember playing with cardboard box. Wow, I yeah, do, I, I fun, do too. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I remember that more than uh, uh more than Tickle Me Elmo. But yeah,
0: well, yeah, anyway, that's true. Uh,
1: we talked about this, but I I, I do want to know your general thoughts, Brian. Will there ever be a another? I don't craze? think so.
0: I don't think so. I think even. You talk about the um, Baby Yoda and and the barriers that they went through to keep that from being off the market and not known about right. so that they could release it and the buzz would be surrounding the, the TV show. I think just makes it so hard to create enough of a buzz at the r- exact right time yeah. where it becomes this craze and you you have enough um, resources to produce the, you know, quantity even to make it so that it is, you know, kind of a, a little bit of scarcity. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think about even the NES and the N- NES Classic, excuse me, a couple of years ago, and that was a very segmented population that was even interested in it. Yep, And and Tickle Me Elmo, I think, is that similar in terms of a segmented population, but it still created this widespread craze that, you know, everybody knew about during that time period.
1: Yeah. And I will, there's mixed reports on this, so I'll kind of speak to both, but I was reading that the toy industry... Um, from a sales perspective is actually in decline. And so things like this, you know, especially Toys R Us, uh, Toys R Us actually uh, going bankrupt. And now they're, you know, they have a little bit of a pop-up in some areas, but they're essentially bankrupt. Them going through that has actually really hit the toy market pretty hard. And especially on locations where the toy market is strong Um, or sorry, the East Coast where there was a lot of Toys R Us. So those markets are hit even more so. But on the flip side, um, so while toy sales are in decline, there's a lot of people, and maybe they're just advocates for the toy industry, they're saying that uh, because of our technology uh, being so prevalent, parents are actually trying to find ways to remove kids from that. And so toys could, you know, develop and, and become you know even more important when i think about it i'm actually going to disagree with you brian i think that th- i think that there will be another craze and it's hard to predict what it, it's certainly hard to predict what it is but i i think humans are humans and they've always been wired the same way and as soon as there's something that somehow comes together and just fits whether it's from a tv show that gets released kind of like this um or again, you know, given the right timeline, if they released Disney Plus earlier in the year and then they, you know, released the toys, but they were only in... Like, they could have done it differently if they really wanted to capitalize on the toy. They didn't... That was second or third to them in in importance, but...
0: I still think even though... I I think even with that, though, you you would not create enough buzz to... Warrant people like losing their minds around it.
1: I, I guess, I, I guess that's your that's a fair point in that. When we, I'm very loosely saying yes here. Tickle Me Elmo was the peak, right there, or at least you know you could argue Cabbage Patch Kids, but it, it's high. But I do, I, I may disagree that it, or I may disagree with myself. I guess that it will reach that level, but I could say that there will be something that comes very close to that. Uh, I think
0: the I think the only thing that I could see reaching that level in our day and age now would be the release of some rev- revolutionary cell phone. Okay. Something that that yeah. we as more as adult centric than kids. More adult c- centric. Okay. I don't think it's going to ever reach that for a toy, because I think there are just so many options now that. Yeah. And and with the internet, you have so many options of of what is out there that it's not like, oh, get this Tickle Me Elmo or get this, you know, uh, something that's not Tickle Me Elmo. But you now know it with the internet that I have all of those options. Whereas back in the day, it was literally going to the store and there was a Tickle Me Elmo and there was no other um you know, secondary option of a Tickle Me Tasmanian Devil. Right, yeah. And and so now there is that option because you're shopping on the internet. Now, I think, again, going back to it, I think the only thing that we could see is, is some phone comes out and it's this revolutionary phone and there's a little bit of scarcity because you can't – not every single person can get it. Sure. And – this revolutionary thing changes the game, and you have to have it. Yeah, that's maybe the yeah. only thing I can think of.
1: It could be, and and I I, I would say too that there's a little bit of uh, there. I would think that there's a little bit of cyclical nature to this as well. That maybe you know I would have thought, and and there was a little brief pauses of it, and NES is a good example um, where now the older kids lived through it. Uh, lived through the craze and now they're at a point where they have money and they might be able to spend on something but again it needs to be the perfect storm and it's really hard to create an internetless society that does you know to, it, there's a lot going up against it so you make good points i'm still going to disagree with you but but i'll say you make good points well you're wrong well you're wrong I feel like i'm taking crazy pills well it's that time Brian. It's time to start thinking a little crazy. So today's delusional thinking is on brand with our little friend Elmo. Would you rather live the rest of your life, as most of our, our would you rathers would be, with Elmo and his laugh? Okay. Or every time you get mad... <laughs> You have Elmo's voice. So you laugh normally. Yeah. And it only applies when you're angry and talking or yelling. Okay. But you would have his voice when... So when only
0: when I'm angry.
1: Only when you are angry. And and can, how well can I control my anger? I don't know. I, I don't know you that well, Brian.
0: <laughs> so like if I'm never angry, I uh, if I'm never truly upset at something...
1: Uh, well, I would say that you know there's a, a little bit of a gray area, so if you're there's kind pissed, of a transition you're, you're upset with someone right like and you're like
0: you so know, like when I'm on the golf course, if I'm upset at myself oh yeah <laughs> yes,
1: yes, in this scenario, yes, okay. you are uh verbalizing some uh angry Elmo words. <laughs> Well, okay, um. and I do want before before you decide, I do want to pull in. uh, I do want to pull in Elmo's laugh. For those who don't remember it, this is Elmo's laugh. (laughs) 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 So that is the tickle me Elmo laugh in particular, but that is Elmo's laugh. So that is the option that you would be choosing. Also you get a little bit of his voice there too that you can kind of make your decision on. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. So um talk me through this, Brian. I I think I think I would I think I'm going to have to go with I I think I'm going to have to go with having Elmo's voice whenever I get mad. Oh. Okay. The the reason being so I feel like I can at least control myself in terms of being mad or not mad. And sure. if I get mad and I hear my voice, I'll immediately laugh at myself.
1: <laughs> which would be a normal which, laugh. Which, which would be a normal scenario. laugh.
0: Yeah. And it would take my my level of madness down. Yeah. And so then my voice would come back to normal. Okay. Um <laughs> Whereas if I'm always laughing like Elmo's laugh, say I'm in a movie and I find something funny, I will start to laugh like Elmo, and I don't know if I could stop laughing because (laughs) I am laughing like Elmo.
1: Well, I would would venture to say that over time, you're going to get used to both of these. So the the Elmo laugh in the movie theater yes that is uh, you know initially you'd be laughing again and laughing more because it's funny uh, but at the same time I think eventually it just is your laugh and other people may be hearing it for the first time and that's something to consider <laughs> um, I would I, I as I think about this I definitely laugh much more than I get angry right um, Occasionally, I will get frustrated or mad at something or someone. I don't get mad. I don't. I don't typically get mad very often. Um, th- but for whatever reason, my mind is going to this other path um, because one thing is like it does take away a little bit of the. Um, the intention of yeah. you being mad, yeah. right? Like yeah, right? if you're mad, you're now just a joke. Yeah. Right. And you, if you're trying to be mad at someone to make a point, you can't, you can't make that point. Yeah. But th- is that a bad thing? Uh, <laughs> I mean, if it lightens the mood, sure. But again, for people that, you know, if people that you're close with, you are probably the people that you'll share your raw emotions with. So if you get mad at them, eventually it's going to be them just laughing at you and you being even more mad <laughs> because you want to make a I point. Stop it. <laughs> yeah. Like, so, I, I, even though it's very rare that I would get mad and use the voice, I, I feel like I would rather uh, take on Elmo's laugh and I would be a joke, but at least when I'm laughing, I'm like, oh, that's, you know, his goofy laugh. And people have weird laughs, right? Yeah. I think I have a normal... Ish laugh. I think we both do. Um, There are people that have very strange laughs. This would be one of the stranger ones. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, I think that's okay. I'm I'm okay with being the the strange guy with the laugh uh, but at least can control like, you know, the room if I want to be mad. I want to be able to be mad and not just a joke. Yeah, I'm
0: okay with being the joke. I, I, I feel like I don't need to be mad at people.
1: I mean that—that that is the benefit to it is that whether you like it or not, the room will be lighter. Yeah. Right? Like it's good people are happier when they I'm hear just Elmo yelling at on the golf them. course. And, oh, that would be yeah. great. Yeah. I want to play golf with you, Brian, where well, you I'm, get mad in Elmo voice. Yeah, that would be <laughs> hilarious. And then when when oh, <laughs> this is where it gets funny. We go golfing you're you're mad oh yeah and and, and then you're and laughing then I'm laughing in yeah. the elmo voice and we it's just it's never ending yeah it's never ending. yeah
0: well that that would be that would be quite the treat
1: yes indeed um well uh this was a treat talk about this topic more than i thought we would ha- uh would have but uh it's good thank you all thank you listeners for tuning in for this one Uh, obviously something piqued your interest about this one in particular or you're a regular listener which we love you too um but if you haven't already subscribe to us on apple google uh spotify we're there we're there um and and follow us on twitter facebook and instagram Uh, we're at quest for 100 or at quest for 100 podcast on facebook and instagram so Give us a like. Give us a follow. We're uh, we're coming at you with new stuff every week.
0: Yep. Thanks for joining us on the quest for one hundred.